My name is Sean McCann. I'm conducting a series of expert interviews for the European Hematology Association at the annual meeting of EHA, which this year is in Amsterdam, which of course is in the Netherlands. And with me I have Dr. Anita Einveld. You're very welcome, Hello. indeed. I hope I pronounced that yeah, yeah, uh, re reasonably well, anyway. And she is uh, a hematologist uh, from Erasmus Medical Center, which is in Rotterdam, which also, of course, is in the Netherlands. And she's an expert on ALL, BCR able like ALL. So my first question would be, I mean, I've known all my life that ALL in adults and ALL in children were two different diseases. We didn't know why until quite recently. So can you explain why they're different diseases, or are they different diseases? <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure there are different. It is so different. The thing is, the subdivision is different. So in children, you have a lot of good prognostic subgroup, RUNC1, PBX1, while in adults you have BCRABLE, right. you have MLL, and that's far more common in adults. And these have a poor prognosis. They are hardly seen in children. Sure. So I think it's a more kind of uh, shift to more aggressive disease in adults, to aggressive forms, which are, can be seen in children, but are not so often seen. Right. But the, the incidence of BCR-ABLE in adults goes up yeah, with each absolutely. age cohort. So have absolutely. you any explanation for that? Ah, that's an interesting question. I don't know why, no. Well, can you speculate? <laughs> um, well, probably in children you have... It depends on the age. Yeah. So it's it must be an acquired um, uh, abnormality because in adults it can't be that it already existed since birth. Yeah. While in children you have, of course a different um, sequence of acquiring genetic events and eventually getting leukemia. And that must explain the difference in types of uh, ALL between the two age groups. But why BCR-ABLE is how that's wor that works in this context, I don't know. But that basics, what I said, are this acquisition of genetic right. events which differs between children and adults for sure. And this is the same all around the world, I mean, in Asia and Western Europe, it's the same increase in BCR-ABLE in adult ALL. Yes, okay, yes. So it's not confined, Fair, not yes. confined to Western There's no, Europe. not a big difference. So all over the world, adults have more BCR-ABLE positive patients right. than children, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Now, we, I've, we've known for many, many years, uh, before you were born even, uh, that adults with ALL did very badly, yeah. okay, until we found this. So the BCRA will, have, you know, gives a bad it's a bad prognostic indicator in adults with with ALL. Is that a fair thing to say? I mean, before we had TKIs. Well, 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 yeah, exactly. So that is the difference. Yeah, that's that is the point. Okay. So, um, well, basically, the the outcome in adults is all over worse than in children. So okay. that's that's a general thing. So in children, yeah. the outcome is around 90% yes. overall survival. In adults, it depends on the age group. So under fo under 40 years of age, it's around 60 to 70% nowadays because we adopt um, treatment from pediatric yes. measurements. Yes. While in people over 40 years of age, um, 
there's not a lot of improvement by increasing dosages. And that is due to toxicity yeah. more than due to um, the, the aggressive disease. disease. Yeah. It's but more toxicity, early death, yeah. an early death rate in adults around 10 to 20 percent, yeah. mind you. So no way you can improve treatment by increasing dosages. Right. Right. However, if you talk about Philadelphia positives, I think it's wrong to think now as that it's wrong to think that these Philadelphia positives are the worst group now. Right. Because by introducing TKI, imaginib, it is improving. Okay. So we need to know how to use these drugs and when to use them. So do we use them for induction therapy or do we TKI? Yeah. All over. Well, talk to me about the <laughs> protocols for oh, TKIs. Yeah, TKIs we, we use from, uh, well, the best is to start the day you know a patient is BCR able positive. Okay. To go on till allergenic stem cell and even one year thereafter when a patient becomes MRD negative, you right. can probably stop. So that is in the case of allergenic stem cell transplantation. And I'm a... I'm advocating that you should transplant these patients because when they do relapse, the outcome is very poor. Yes. So take all the advantages you can get in the first line, I would say. So that is in, in uh, allergenic setting. But when a patient is not eligible for allergenic stem cell, I think you, you are brave when you want to stop your TKI ever. So if, you, you, if you get a patient to your remission, I would say go on with the TKI till... Um, indefinitely? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, that's a pretty big uh, commitment by a patient, isn't it? Yeah, to absolutely. stay that's on true. that uh, forever. That's true. I mean, yeah, but if it comes back, you don't have a you lot die. of... You die. You die. You exactly. die. Exactly. Okay. And, of course, allergenic transplantation is going to be limited very much by the age profile. Absolutely. So yeah. what, what age is the cutoff? I'm too old, obviously, yeah. for one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You, yeah, that's absolutely right. So the cutoff in it differs a little bit per country, per center. Yeah. In the Netherlands, it, the most centers uh, do 70 years. So till 70 I'm years. Still, I still wouldn't make it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so if a patient um, is above 70 years, you don't offer a transplant. And if it's below 70 years, of course you have to be eligible for it and okay. fit. The role of haploidentical transplantation. Yeah, Would you there. comment on that? Yeah, yeah. Because everybody has a donor then. Yeah, but I, I'm not an, an, a stem cell transplant expert, so okay. I, 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 don't, I don't dare to discuss haploidentical. Okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, I mean, there are many different TKIs now available with increasing pressure to use second generation ones. Do you have any preference for the TKI you use, or is there any difference? Uh, that's a difficult thing because um, we don't have phase three studies compare, comparing the different TKIs. Uh, and so, we never will, probably. No, they ne will never come. So we cannot say. We can only say that there are the most studies have been done with imatinib. Okay, around thirty to fifty percent reach complete molecular response. There, let's say. Five studies done with dazatinib, even less with nilotinib, and a few with one or two with ponatinib. So the complete molecular response rate does not differ that much. Yeah. Only ponatinib. 
Well, that's only in, in specific mutations, yeah. No, 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 no. no. Up front now, there's very recently the um, Americans published a study in which ponatinib reaching CR in 80 to 90 percent of patients. Okay. And um, that's impressive. Irrespective of the of mutation Irrespective of, of mutation up front. Okay. But to coming back to your question with TGI, you have to bear in mind, although the complete rem molecular remission rate is not so different between the different TGIs, the amount of mutations which accumulate after treatment with TGI is higher with the second generation TGIs than with imatinib. So I myself am in favor of imatinib because the resistance pattern is, is better. Um, and as I said, you should consolidate with allergenic stem cell transplantation right. anyway. Right. But of course, there are also advantages to the second generation, which also um, target other targets like SARC and might yes. be of use. So that, that, that you, can, you can choose, but my preference is imagine. good. Because in this age group, toxicity profile is very important. Yeah, and we've known about imatinib for now almost 20 years. Yeah. So we have yeah. a very good feel for yeah. things that can go wrong. So yeah. would, you, you, would you agree with that? I mean, the, uh, yeah. the toxicity profile from dosatinib and imatinib is much different than that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that, that's true. So, yeah. But all have their different um, sure. advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. And in combination with chemotherapy, it's even different. So you, you just have to try. It's, it's mainly trial and error, I think. Yeah. And uh, the role of steroids at diagnosis in adult ALL, does everybody get high-dose steroids initially? Yeah. yeah, because you want to reduce your um, uh, cell count to prevent massive tumor lysis. Right. So normally you do a preface with steroids, and then you start your mission induction treatment with chemotherapy. Okay. Um, We'll just go back and talk about MRD for a minute, if, you, if I may. There are two, two definitions. One is minimal and one is measurable residual disease. Which camp are you in? Minimal or measurable? Minimal, minimal yeah. not yeah. measurable. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it depends on the sensitivity of your technique, doesn't it? I mean, if your technique is very sensitive, yeah. you'll always find yeah, minimal true. residual yeah. disease. So it's really measurable, but I... Yeah, probably I, you're right. I think that's, well, that was the late John Goldman's, uh, it wasn't mine. Oh, yeah, idea. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. but you, yeah. yeah. Now you yeah. explain, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Measurable disease is better. Yeah. I think it is, probably, yeah. yeah because yeah. as I say, it, it'll vary a lot. And, and we'll change the definition yeah. of MRD as we get better technology. Yeah. So, um, yeah. True. It's a movable feast as we Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the other sort of uh, hoary question, if I might say so, is cost. The cost of TKIs is very high. Yeah. Can you comment on that? Yeah, it's true, but you save lives. <laughs> and I think, um, especially if you talk about costs, the, um, uh, the continuous administration, as I mentioned, might be a problem. You yeah. are right. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a difficult discussion and a long discussion, <laughs> but to be short, I think when patients get a relapse, okay, nowadays, yes. you give very expensive drugs to, um, to save their lives, like blinatumumab, like inotuzumab, ozogamycin, like CAR T cells. And they die anyway. <laughs> and they die anyway. 
So in okay. that respect, I think upfront TKI for a long time saves a lot of money. Okay. Let's just talk about low low dose toxicity in you know for taking TKIs forever. I mean, compliance is an issue Absolutely. in chronic myeloid leukemia. Is it an issue in patients yeah. with ALL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. uh, how do we get over that? Yeah. Well. Or do you have any ideas about that? Well, you have. If you talk about compliance, the, the worst group, of course, is the young adults. Yes, adolescents. adolescents. Yes, and um, they comply with nothing. <laughs> exactly, and, and we are not so much aware about that. Of course, in in countries you do have um, young adult adolescents clinics. We don't have in our hospital. We don't, we don't have, have medicine, yeah. and they have specific. Uh, people like social workers, With like psychologists, yes, yes. Who, who, who are, you know, aware of the problems these these uh, patients have. Yeah. And for us, adult doctors, we don't have that experience. No, but what we do have is we have patients who have sort of grade one toxicity, but if they have it for 10 years or five years, it gets very debilitating, although we don't consider that. Yeah, yeah, as I agree, uh, I agree. So we should listen to patients more often, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, we should. But on the other end, what's the other option? I suppose if they, yeah, I mean, it's a bit like hypertension. If they stop their tablets, their blood pressure goes exactly. up. Exactly, so it's, it's exactly the same. So you should have an open discussion with your patient. Right. It's their life. Yeah. But you have to be clear on it. Okay. And they might stop. Yeah. They might, in spite of your best effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. Okay. This. Interesting disease. So for young investigators, the old spectrum of, of adult ALL has changed in the last 10 years. And with the advent of TKIs, of course, the prognosis has gone from very bad to quite good. Mm -hmm.